Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Uh, season 8, episode 176. I'm Sanjay Park. And I'm Adam Walker. And we've got a great, fun episode for you today. And uh, I think, Sanjay, you were just telling me this episode is coming out on a, a holiday, right? What holiday is this? It is National Peanut Cluster Day on the day that this episode comes out. So if you've got a peanut cluster somewhere, I guess eat it. I don't know. What is a peanut cluster exactly? <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Do you know what I a feel peanut like cluster that, I feel like, Maybe that's the title of this episode right there. If you've got a peanut cluster, eat it. So here's the problem when you say things like that is that we always forget by the end and then you, you're asking me, oh, what did we say that we were going to name this episode? And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I'm going to start making notes here. I'm going to, I'm going to make notes. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So one password has none. Key pass has none. Why are there seven embedded trackers in the LastPass Android app? Sanjay, tell me how you feel about this. So I think we, didn't we talk about LastPass a couple of weeks ago that they were taking away a bunch of their free stuff and reducing down? I think we talked about that yep. last week or the week before. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Absolutely. Yeah. All of these things make me think maybe LastPass should be your last choice of password programs. <laughs> maybe this should not be your first choice. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this is not, this yeah. is not great, right? This is you know, a security app that is now tracking you. Um, yeah, don't like it. It's not, not good. A, that's not a good combo. You don't want that. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole point is privacy and security and they shouldn't be tracking you. That makes no sense at all. So I, it, I've been a last pass fan for a long confidence. time. It does not no, instill I, any I, confidence in me. No, I'm at the point now where I just, I'd rather just pay for a solid password service. And I know you use one that's free and that's great, but like I, I'm fine. I'm good paying for one. I just, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm okay paying for good software. Like I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. So, yeah. The, the yeah. trade-off with the one I use KeyPass, the trade-off with that is that you got to manage it a little bit, right? So um, if right. you're technical right. enough and you can manage it and make sure your backups are good and all that kind of stuff, then, then great. It works. Uh, but if that's something you don't want to think about, then pay a couple of bucks a month yeah, see, and I, don't worry I about it. And all I your stuff is safe. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, so, I mean, got better things to do, right? So do those things. All right, so speaking of better things to do, former SolarWinds CEO blames intern for the, quote, SolarWinds123 password leak. So I have so many thoughts on this, okay? So let me just, can I just start? Do you mind if I start? So number Go one, ahead, start. if you're the CEO of a company and you screw up so royally that you, and not only a company, but a security company, and you screw up so badly that you have a password that is your company name and one, two, three, you should not ever be blaming that on an intern. That is your fault. I'm sorry. Yep. Own it. Yep. Just own uh -huh. it. Okay. That it is, is right. your fault. Number two. All right. He mentioned that this was a GitHub password in 2017. Okay, so wait, they they learned about the leak in 2019 and the leak became a problem in 2021, but oh my gosh, this was in 2017. That's insane. Right? Am I yeah. am I the only one losing their mind on this? How how good is your software that it can't even detect when your own people are messing up, right? Like I, you know, I what the, is happening here? The fact and 
this guy was probably or gal i don't know who the intern is but if it was an intern that did this they were probably not the only one that was using this password other people were too how did nobody in the company say like hey you know this doesn't seem good yeah or or maybe if you're a security company i'm just spitballing here i'm thinking you should not ever have an intern setting any kind of password. I'm just, I'm just saying like that seems yeah. like a really bad idea. So, and and if you don't have a process for this, maybe you should listen to the previous story. And even if it's your last choice, use LastPass and have it <laughs> warn you when you're making bad passwords, right? Like almost all of those programs have password auditing built into them that will tell you, is this a strong password? Is this a weak password? I'm saying, I mean, just come on, like, just get with the program here and own it. Own your mistakes. Just own it. You're already the former seat. Just own it. It's okay. You can do it. Yeah. So, uh, talking about something else that's getting owned, uh, Jack Dorsey's square is acquiring a majority stake in Jay-Z's music service title. We mm-hmm. talked about title uh, last week. Last, we did yeah. last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were talking about Spotify and the high definition streaming, um, this is fascinating to me because, first of all, you know, part of the premise of title was that this was supposed to be an artist-owned only streaming service, and that's right. why artists would go there because right. they could control their own destiny. Now it's a artist minority controlled thing. Yep. And so like their whole spiel is a little bit shifted, but the fact that square a credit card money transfer processing service is buying an entertainment company essentially um, is unusual to me. It's and real strange. Positioning it as like, Hey, we're going to enable these creators to be able to make money. And we help people get money from people that want to give you money. Right. And so that's the fit. And it's like, well, okay, in in that scheme, then like, I don't know, everything fits with everything, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Because like, money's happening. You're a bank, yeah, like yeah. banks should buy uh, car washing places because <laughs> they make money, and so and banks and take banks money, and it. so yeah, you know, that's the same thing. Like that's it's a weird. It's, it's weird, a weird logic conglomeration. It doesn't make much in sense the article. They mentioned that it, it might make more sense with the other company that Jack Dorsey is the CEO of, which is Twitter. Yeah. Um, and it does make sense. And, and I actually saw some really great suggestions there of like, Hey, why don't you allow licensing of those songs so that people can do videos and post mm. them on Twitter and not yep. worry about copyright infringement? Yeah. Like, Oh, that's actually a really good idea. Like that yeah. would really give them a leg up yeah. in terms of videos and things like that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe this happens. is a first step. All right, well, uh, speaking of first steps in music, Kings of Leon will be the first band to release an album as an NFT. So we talked about NFTs last week. We we talked about the, what was it? The the, the cat with the Pop-Tart body and the rainbow streaming. Neon cat, yeah. However many millions or hundreds of thousands. It was was $600,000. $600,000, yeah. Um, And so this is a, a digital asset that, Kings of Leon is producing. There are a limited number of them and fans can buy them and, uh, and, and own it as an, as an NFT, which is yeah. pretty interesting. You're going to, you're going to go buy one, right? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I like Kings of Leon. I don't think I'm a super fan or anything. Yeah. The interesting thing of this story though, is the other NFT that they're releasing. And there's three of them. I, I looked on the site. There's three of them. Yeah. Um, and these come with a lifetime 
access to front row tickets to one show every tour that they do. Okay. Um, and they give you a driver to take you to the show and back. Uh, it's four tickets. Uh, you get to meet the band after every show. Uh, you get uh, a bag for each one of the people that's going. So four bags of every single piece of merch that they're selling at the show. Um, and so this is a lifetime. So it's it's fascinating. Um, and, and what's the cost on that? So it's it's an auction. Um, oh, okay. I went and looked up the price. So right now, as we're recording this, it's about $10,000 for two of them. One of them, for some reason, shot up to $50,000. Um, the first bid was like super that's high. I'm like, suspect. why? Like, yeah, I don't know what's that's going the, on that's there. That's one but... of the band members' moms is like, that's what he's worth. <laughs> he's worth 50 G's. <laughs> that's what it is. But I like, it's interesting because if you're a fan, um, you know, you could buy this. And then at some point in the future, if you decide like, Hey, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm, I'm not going to be going to these concerts. You could sell the token yeah. to somebody else that then can pick up and, and, you know, get the tickets for the rest of, of whatever. And right, that's look, true. you're, you're sure that this is legit because it's on the blockchain. There's mm-hmm. three of them. Like everybody knows who owns it. Right. Um, you know, the, the company, the band will know that who owns it and everything. So, um, it's, it's, Interesting, um, but it also reminds me of some other things that have happened in the past. And and it's funny because I just saw an article that I didn't tag this, but a long time ago, probably about, I think it was like six years ago, Wu-Tang Clan Mm -hmm. released an album and there was only one copy and they sold it. And this uh, guy, Martin Skrell or whatever his last name is, that went to jail, you know, he was the guy that tried to like, he bought a bunch of pharmaceutical drugs uh, the rights to them and then jacked up the price on them. Oh, uh, okay. And then, and then he went to jail, but that Wu-Tang Clan album has never seen the light of day because he owns it and there's only one, he bought it for $2 million, right? So Wu-Tang Clan today has also announced they are releasing a limited edition book. There's 36 copies of it and it's 36 chapters. They're, I think they're selling it for $36,000. It comes in a 400 pound iron sculpture that opens up and holds the book inside of this thing. And it's fascinating to me because if, if you see some of the things that Wu-Tang Clan has done, like before with that one album and now this, and now we're seeing these NFTs, Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing like a convergence of some of these things that are happening. Like yep. they're doing it in, in physical, real products. Right. Whereas some of these bands now are embracing like digital products, but they actually translate into physical products yeah. and or experiences. Yep. Um, it's interesting. Like this thing, I, I don't know. It's, it's actually a lot more reasonable, I think, to buy an F- NFT where you would get front row tickets yeah, 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 for, sure. for the rest of the life of the band. Yeah. Right. I think, like, I think an NFT that has physical perks of some kind does actually begin to make some degree of sense. I think I think it's, it's strictly artwork or ownership to me. Still, I'm yeah. still not going to get on board there. But with, with yeah. that, I think it makes a lot of sense. The 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 tickets that um, come with this, the the those three NFTs, they actually have artwork as well, digital artwork that comes with them as well. Mm, that's right. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. Uh, talking about something that is not coming, uh, Google says it won't use a new way of tracking you as it phases out browser cookies for ads. Uh, this is great and fantastic. I think, I hope, but I think it might not be as well. Um, first of all, I think it's great because, um, browsers like Firefox and Safari have really kind of pushed this. Yeah. uh, And I think 
they saw the writing on the wall that they had to integrate this into Chrome. Otherwise, they were going to start losing market share. Yep. Um, so competition is a good thing in terms of innovation for consumers. But, you know, the, the alternate on this story is, is that Google has so much data that they don't really need to track you with cookies that they can still target you yeah. even well, without the cookies. And, and this, this article even says how they're going to do it, right? So basically what they're going to do is they're going to lump groups of users together that are similar because they can still more or less track you and know where you're at. And so they'll put you within a, a, a group of users and then they'll market and target ads to that group that they know that group's going to care about. So you're, you have a, a degree of anonymity, you know, personally, but you're still getting targeted with ads that you're going to care specifically about. So you're still, I mean, it's still hyper-targeted, I believe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was them, I would probably start targeting now based on IP address. Yep. Um, because nowadays we have so many devices that are always on and always connected to the internet that the IP address basically does not change right. over time. Yep. Right. And so for listeners and consumers to think about, like, if you don't want this kind of targeting, you really need to be using a VPN service to protect yeah. your IP address yep. to protect against this kind of harvesting and, and, and targeting. I know like I've had um, the same IP address for probably uh, well over a year, probably even two years now using um, gigabit fiber, right? Mm -hmm. Like my devices don't shut down uh, that are connected to the internet and I always get the same IP address. So like you could track me very easily or my household at least yep. using just that IP address. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's an interesting move. It's smart, but I don't really see it changing the game too much. So speaking of changing the game, kind of Netflix has created a TikTok clone that lets people scroll through funny clips. So this is rolled out in some countries on iOS devices only. I checked mine today. I'm not seeing it, but basically it's, it's yeah. like you can scroll through and just see like little clip, little funny blips of different shows and I guess be amused briefly, which honestly I think is kind of great because I, I like the, like I love to, I don't know about you. I like before I get on a, a like a long zoom call or like some kind of serious meeting, I like to get on YouTube and watch like a couple of funny clips. Like it changes my mindset. It kind of gets me in a, a good mood, you know, and then I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go, you know, um, versus just sort of, sort of going from one mundane thing to another. Right. So I think this could be really yeah. great for that. Honestly. Yeah. I, I don't do that before meetings. Maybe I should do that. I I'm just like self hyped up, uh, when I get into meetings. Well, there you go. I mean, that works too. You can hype yourself up, yeah. but I, I just, I, 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 I did some reading on it and, and, uh, I forget there was like some actual science behind that being a really good way to prepare for a meeting. Yeah. Um, especially if you're presenting and I forget what all the logic is behind it, but it was, it was compelling enough for me to do it on a pretty regular basis. So there you go. I mean, it totally makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's logical. I, I look forward to this. Uh, I think Netflix has a lot of great, um, comedy content, mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times, uh, the real good nuggets are buried in a, in a long, uh, special and it's hard to get to them and, yeah. and you don't want to suffer through all of it. Yeah. And so, uh, doing this might be a good way to surface some of these great comedians and some of their bits that they've got. I know like there's one time I, I, uh, there was one comedian that I was watching now I've even forgot his name, but he had a bit about how we've changed passwords over time and how we had simple passwords. And then they added this requirement of adding a number. And so we all picked the number one and then, you know, like use a special character and we all converted the asterisk e to a three uh, or something yeah, right, and yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. a very funny bit and um i i went and found it on youtube and now mm -hmm. i actually send it out to people when they ask me about 
um, you know, like for together letters, why we're not doing passwords on there or something like that. I'm like, uh, here you go. Passwords Here's are terrible. Why, because that's why you're not going to mm-hmm. be good at passwords and mm-hmm. we want to have you have less of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, all right. So speaking of less, I guess, uh, Amazon is in talks to carry many NFL games exclusively on prime video. So I guess they will be carried less on other networks. So this is a fascinating <laughs> development from, from to me because number one, I mean, not everybody has prime video. So, so it is a, a, a to some degree, a limited audience. Now it's going to drive users to get prime video. So I guess that's a good thing for Amazon. I, it, it would never in a million years occur to me to watch a live sporting event on Amazon prime, just not even on my radar. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really view Amazon as a live uh, venue, and maybe that's changing now, right? Like maybe they're get more and more content that's like this. Yeah. Um. You know, I think of them as as they they have great content. By the way, the day we're recording this, coming to America should be live today. It's Friday. It's coming out um, today. It's coming out today. I'm so excited about it. I'm gonna watch it. Oh man, um, I gotta watch that. That's gonna be awesome. I, I think there's some pretty good cameos in there too. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I I wonder where it's going to go though, right? Like if you start watching a lot of NFL games on there, they're going to know you like sports and stuff and they're, are they going to start selling you chips and whatnot on some Buffalo dip via Amazon? Buffalo. What is Buffalo dip? I don't even know what it is with some Buffalo sauce and stuff, man. It's real good. Okay, if you say so, that is outside of my wheelhouse right there. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to watch uh, watch an NFL game. I wonder if you can do a watch party with that. Oh, well, we can try. You do a watch Only party. One way to find, I don't really watch NFL, but I mean, you know. No, nah, neither do I. Maybe I'd yeah. try for that. Watch the Super Bowl. That's about it. Next up, we've got a great story. The FCC is approving a $50 a month high-speed internet subsidy. We've talked about some of these issues before. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast previously, but not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I saw somebody sitting outside of the library. The library was closed, sitting there with their laptop plugged in. Did I talk about that? You did, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was so disturbed by that and just upsetting, not because they were doing it, but because... They because they to have to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it just it's just not right. And no. we're definitely getting to the point where, like, look, if we want people to be productive and being able to do things that move us forward, everybody needs to have access to the internet. That's right. And so this is a great thing. So it's a $50 a month um, subsidy to low-income households and up to $75 a month for households on Native American land for broadband service. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I think this is also going to help push some of these providers that refuse to serve some of these areas to actually finally build well, out their networks and serve. They know there's easy money there now. I mean, this right, is easy. Exactly. Like, let's go. Let's do it. They don't right? have to take like, out a Wall do Street Journal ad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm paying 50 bucks a month for gigabit in- internet uh, at home. Like, That's still. There you go. Like, you should disturbing. be able to provide that to everybody because... Yeah. 50 bucks a month, they can, if they don't have the money, they can get a subsidy and you're still getting the 50 bucks a month. Yeah. We're going to chat later. I'm paying more for that for not gigabit internet. So, you know, whatever, but that's all right. Moving on to other good news. VA becomes second state with consumer data protection law. Go Virginia. 
by the yeah, I was gonna say it's not it's Virginia, not VA. I know, but, but I'm just reading the, the actual article title. I knew that. I know, it's but Virginia. people might think you're you're thinking like the veterans. Like, oh no, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. congratulations, so Virginia, big. on getting ahead on something that's important. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a new law requiring companies to allow consumers to opt out of collection of data. Um, they've got to have at least, I think it's a hundred thousand customers in Virginia for this to kick in, but look, it's, this is good for consumers, maybe bad for businesses, but, uh, good for consumers Yeah, man. and we're pro consumers. So that's all good stuff. Uh, next up, we've got Twitter users on Android can now join the platform's clubhouse like spaces. Well, I can't get on clubhouse with my Android, but now I can get on spaces, but I haven't been able to find spaces on the Twitter. It's probably, it probably hasn't rolled out to you yet then. So uh, <sighs> it's, a, it's a waiting game, man. No, this is, this is smart, right? I mean, spa- like clubhouse is the fastest growing social platform right now. It's, I mean, it is hot. Um, I, I will confess. I, I thought you were going to say echo chamber because I, yeah, I mean, it is it, it's fastest growing I, echo chamber. I'm still not that interested in it. Like I tried, I got on there. I even, <laughs> I even hosted a talk and like did a talk with another guy and people popped in and out. And I still, I'm just like, ah, I ain't got time for this, you know? So the, I hosted a talk on it and I'm still not interested in it. I mean, the, okay. the, the problem with clubhouse is the time investment. I mean, you have to be in and like actively listening and participating for like long periods of time. I don't have that kind of time. Like at least Twitter, it's like in and out 10 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. Yep. I don't have time yep. for that. So I bet, I bet I think this is a smart move by Twitter to begin to compete. And of course they go on the Android side to compete with clubhouses, you know, iOS only rollout. It's a really smart move. Yeah. I think, um, there's opportunities here for all kinds of things and advertising and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Hey, we talked about title before with, um, with square, right? Like, uh, the intro outro music for Twitter spaces could be songs from title and That's right. you know, there you go. You make there it all go. work together. That's it. It um, all th- comes together. Mm-hmm. Ha- have like a background music track while you're doing your panel, right? Like music from title. There you go. And, and be listening to music while, you're driving your Volvo, Volvo cars to be fully electric by 2030. I'm seeing a trend. Are you seeing a trend? I'm seeing, I'm seeing everybody is making their announcements, right? Like after who was it? Who was the first one with 2025? Uh, that we was Jaguar was 2025, but they Jaguar. weren't the first. There've been a couple of other ones that had said like 2035, I thought. But yeah, so, I mean, I think it was actually GM that it, that it said somewhere in the 2030s. But then Jaguar said 2025, which to me is really ambitious and, and smart. Right. I mean, but Volvo saying 2030, I mean, that's still pretty ambitious. That's great. That's great. It I is. It. Yeah, they've been, I, you know, I'm a bit of a Volvo car fanboy. Uh, yeah. I've got one. Yeah. Um, they've been making a lot of announcements as of late. And uh, they announced uh, another full electric. It's a it's a coupe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a full electric um, vehicle that's out uh, later this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think all these companies, it's going to be so interesting, right? Like in 15 years, I, it's funny. I tweeted about like at what age does the the phrase, uh, what's the 411 not make oh, sense dude. right now? Like, uh, like the, right the, now is when it doesn't make sense, buddy. Right well, now. Well, you and I understand it. So what oh, I'm saying yeah. is like, you know, like at what age oh, I see. do people not understand it? Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like okay. my kids, I don't know that they, no, they understand they what's the, the 411. No, they might understand it, it, as, 20, as it as a cultural reference, but they wouldn't understand it as an actual function, like where you actually right. call it. Right. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think in like, you know, I don't know how many years, but 
they're not going to understand at some point gas cars, right? Yeah, like everybody is switching over and, and at some point that's it's going to be like, wait, why are you, why are you putting that nozzle thing and why is yeah. it, what liquid is that that's pouring yeah. into the car? I don't understand what's happening here. Okay, so so um, speaking of like things that people won't, re- that younger people won't remember that make me a nerd, right? I remember as a kid when, you know, like, like you didn't know like the exact time of like the atomic clock. Like it wasn't like a, there weren't a bunch yep. of atomic clock. So there was a, it was a phone number you could dial here in Metro yep. Atlanta. that would give you the exact time. And I would actually like dial the number, set a stopwatch and then set my watch <laughs> perfectly to the exact time <laughs> and then call back to verify it. And, and it worked like it was great. But like now, I mean, kids would be like, what you just get online and your computer's at the, at the exact time. Like, why would you, it automatically does it. It just automatically does it magically. But like, of course, yeah. So, you know, but again, like that's not a thing anymore. It's just, I don't know. I'm yeah. I, I remember that too. You know, at the tone, it'll be this time and yeah. then I go, boop uh-huh. and whatever. It's funny. My uh, dad, I think he used to set the clock in the car. It was a digital clock. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you could zero at the time. Yeah. Based on uh, NPR would always start at the top of the hour. Right. Oh, so nice. you always knew when the, nice. doon, 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 the, those sounds came on like, boop, that's when you kind of zero it out. Super smart. That's super smart. I love that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, speaking of super smart, last uh, article before we get to some weird and wacky. Elon Musk moved to Texas and embraced celebrity. Can Tesla run on autopilot? So basically, this article is about how he's jetting back and forth between Texas and California, between these two companies. He's trying to be CEO, and apparently he's kind of doing this whole influencer thing too. Can he manage it all? And the answer is, of course, he's Superman. He can manage it all and mess with the FCC at the same time, right? Isn't that how that works? So here's the problem I had. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay, but uh, here's mm-hmm. the problem I had with this whole story. Okay. Um, so here's the guy that's supposed to be saving the earth through because of climate change yeah. by having a company that's an electric car company. And he's flying around everywhere. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. Back and forth. Daily. Daily. With a jet. That's not electric. So I think what you're saying is his carbon footprint is substantially larger than all of the rest of us combined is what you're saying. I mean, if you're flying around daily, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't fly anywhere. I haven't flown anywhere in over a year. I barely use a car. I mean, I don't even, I'm not sure I remember how to drive. Like I need a car. (laughs) Is there a car that can drive me? I need to. Need a car that can drive me. I I feel. I think I I'm driving like once every two weeks, maybe right now, and yeah, no, I, I, I do have to take kids places from like my like my daughter has like yeah. a job, so I have to take her places on Saturday, things like that. So I, I did drive like once or twice a week. I get out and drive, but that's about it. I'm not. I think you're much. driving a lot more than me then, because I'm I, basically I mean, I'm a not... mega a mega transport consumer. I don't know commuter commuter. That's the word I'm looking for commuter. Yeah, I think I'm filling up my gas tank like once every. I don't know. It's like six or eight weeks right now. Like I don't feel <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, but you got ever. that fancy car that does like part electric too. So I mean, that helps, right? That, that yeah, that's yeah. true. Right. So I, I mean, yeah, so I can do up to 18 miles on, on pure electric and some days then it's, it's only electric, but that's what I'm saying. Like because yeah, of that, that's uh, killer. It's like six or eight weeks and killer. I don't really use gas that much, which is good. So I like it. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. He's not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, so it's time for Weird and Wacky. 
And we've got an unusual, weird and wacky uh, article here, but I think it's I think it's an interesting conversation to have. So we're going to have it. So Sanjay, you want to introduce and it to us? And it's not tech related either. No, but no it's it just it's just fascinating. Might impact tech. It could impact. It'll impact tech, right? everything. Yeah. So um, the title is: uh, We expect three hundred thousand fewer births than usual this year. So because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, there's less people being born. Yeah. Yeah. So being cooped up in the house surprised me a little bit. So yeah, it did. So yeah, we were talking about this a little pre-show. It surprised you a little bit. So actually, the reading I've done on this, uh, it actually makes a lot of sense when you start to break it down. So so first of all, whenever the economy is in any way uncertain or jobs are uncertain, birth rates go down, right? And so I mean, that's been I mean what that's been the last eighteen months at this point. I mean like practically like yeah like, like there's been this degree of uncertainty. So birth rates just automatically drop, really because of that alone. And, uh, and I think that, I mean, I, th- I think the whole cooped up thing, like you'd think it would be more births, but then again, I guess maybe some people get frustrated with each other too. So maybe that's part of it. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. I, do you, do you think we're going to have a boom though? Like uh, post vaccination and everything? I think it's going to be so, get back to normal. I think it's going to be so slow getting back to normal. I don't think there's going to be any kind of, I mean, cause I'm reading these articles and I'm like, oh man, summer's going to be off the chain. And I'm like, no, it's really not. It's going to be more of the same. So, I mean, you'll be able to get your vaccination and that's great. And it's going to protect against most things, but then there's, there's variants to worry about. There's people that, I mean, there's, there's, there's underage people that can't get vaccinated yet to worry about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's still so many things to be concerned with that. No, this will not be a normal summer. It'll be a little, a little closer to normal, but it's not going to be normal. And all the articles saying it's going to be, it's all clickbait in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So this, you know, if, if these numbers are true, this has an impact in so many things, right? Like yeah. in 20 years, um, there is going to be, we're going to be hurting for people that are joining the workforce, yep. people that are starting companies, all that stuff. But even before then, like every year, the school systems across the country and, and across the world are going to have to deal with this dip yeah. in yeah. lower numbers of kids in, in grades. Like, yeah. you know, your graduating class is going to be smaller this, you know, as this kind of propagates forward. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if there is a, a baby boom afterwards at some point, because people realize like, you know, life is short and things can happen and, and maybe we should maybe you know, find a partner but, and have kids and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, there's a there's a worldwide trend of reduced birth rates, right? I mean, like, yeah. like right now, I believe the last thing I read on this, and this was months and months and months ago, so I could be I could be a little off, but the last thing I read, the US was below the population replenishment rate, which I think I think you said pre show is like two point two. I think I think that's right. Two point right? two is the replacement rate yeah, that uh, it, if you want a stable population that's what you need to be so, at. So I think we're technically a little below that. And there are several major countries throughout the world that are below that too. I mean, there's a, there is a trend that's going down. I think it'll yeah. go back up eventually too. But I mean, th- this is a trend that you and I've never seen before, right? It's, it's brand new yeah. that we, that we would have a, a declining population instead of a rapidly rising population. So um, I blame cell phones. I think people are looking at their phones too much and not looking at each other. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, you know, that actually, that, that I would, I would believe there's probably some science to that. Honestly, it would not surprise yeah. me if that's true. So, um, so put down your phones, people. I'm just saying, put down Look your around. phones. Look around. Make some goo goo eyes enjoy, of somebody. En- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> enjoy what's around you. Enjoy the people around you for, for whatever reason you want to enjoy them. Just to talk to <laughs> is fine too. Right? It just... And I think we should probably stop this conversation before it goes too far. So there you go. (laughs) Tech wreck, tech wreck, time to get your tech wreck. 
Tickle Tech Wreck. Tech 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 Wreck. Chicky Chicky Tech Wreck. All right, Sanji, that was fun, but it's time to get real with some tech wrecks. I know you got a good one for us. Tell us your tech wreck for today. So uh, last time I think we talked about this, that there was a site that tells you what sites um, support two-factor authentication. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I went looking for it because the name of the site is different now. Uh, So it used to be twofactorauth.org. And I went to that site and it was like some other weird site. And so I started digging into it. And I found the GitHub repository for this. So the site is actually 2FA, the number 2FA mm-hmm. dot directory yep. um, is the website. And it's the same site now, roughly, but apparently one of the open source uh, members owned the domain name and something happened. And I don't know what they didn't say. And they left the project. And as a side effect of that, they sold off the domain name to the highest bidder so they could make some money off of it. And so, yeah, now there this has go. happened. So, yeah. Side lesson is, is uh, if you've got a project like this that's popular, that has a domain name, somebody needs to own it that is not going to leave disgruntled and sell it off. To win it. Or or like, honestly, I made a suggestion somewhere that somebody like GitHub needs to probably sponsor those domains and control them for the project. Yeah. Um, But that might open up to like a whole world of hurt for them if something goes wrong. So, but. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find a bank or, or whatever site that supports two-factor authentication, 2FA.directory, um, look up the sites that you have important uh, access to to see if they support two-factor authentication, uh, and you can click in there and figure out how to do it and uh, get safe. Awesome. Love so that. there you go. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us today? Something good. So I'm going to recommend a bank that is really designed for business startups, uh, Mercury Bank. Uh, I think it's mercury.com. So I started using this, actually your recommendation for the LLC that I started when I was doing some consulting um, about a year ago. And it was, it's been great. I mean, the interface is great. The app is great. Like the entire experience is so much better than every other bank. It's just fantastic. Though I do still like Ally Bank. I'll tell you that. But, but Ally's more on the personal side. This is for business. And then, of course, we're using Mercury Bank for our Together Letters venture as well. Because, of course, we love Mercury Bank. So why not? So um, it's really great. If you need a bank for a company, for a startup, Mercury Bank is just fantastic. So... And like we opened our account and it was open inside of a day, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go anywhere. Mm-mm. Didn't have to print out anything. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to do it. Everything was on the web. Yeah. You just did it. Um, they are backed by a real bank, um, Evolve Bank out of uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And um, I must admit one thing. So I found this out. I, like, I've seen them be involved in a bunch of other stuff too, that same bank. Mm-hmm. I was like, who are these people? And I started digging around into them. And you can actually buy shares on a private market, but like there's so few shares that you can never get access to them. So I, I tried, I tried to actually buy shares into the thing. Cause I figured like <laughs> if they're powering like all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's yeah. funny because I tried to buy the shares. I ended up talking to one of the founders of the bank and we just, we had a zoom call and we had a little discussion about their business. And I was like, okay, so what's going on? And, you know, like uh, keep me is, in mind about when you guys are doing things. That is so. wild. I had no idea. That's so, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's great. All right. Well, I mean, if you love something, you should figure out how you can be a part of it. I agree. Right? So, and if you, and if it's good yeah. enough for us to recommend it, I mean, ideally it's going to go up. It's going to do well. It's going to grow. So, um, cause obviously we're the arbiters of all things good. So yeah, um, all things that we say go up, that's right. up and to the right. <laughs> 
That's right. Always up to uh, Well, yeah. speaking of that, uh, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y, up and to the right. Uh, and they can find me on my website, sanjayparik.com, also up and to the right. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Uh, find me on Twitter at AJ Walker and uh, just actually just on Twitter at AJ Walker this week. That'll be great. And I, I will say this. Sanjay <laughs> is genuinely entertaining to follow on Twitter, just so everyone knows. Like it is like I open my feed and it's like, like like there's like this series of posts all by Sanjay and all of them are interesting or amusing to me in some way. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying if you need some amusement in your life and you don't have the new Netflix feature yet, then this could be a good option for you. That's all I got. So, so, you know, one of two things are going to happen. People are going to follow me and agree with you, or they're going to realize that your life is devoid of interesting things <laughs> because you found my tweets interesting. They're like, he thinks this is interesting? Oh, man. I'm so sad for him. <laughs> What's the rest of his life look like? Man, he That's must live in a cave. Not good. <laughs> Doo-doo-doo!